Hey all, this is the Flip-Flop Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Thrapp, an entrepreneur who turned my love of travel into a career. Travel is not just a hobby, it's a way of life. Making it happen can be tough. I'm here to offer practical advice to make travel more achievable. This isn't just about my journey, it's about inspiring you to pursue adventure and explore the world on your terms. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the Flip Flop Experience podcast. I am here with Travis from 10X Travel. Welcome, Travis. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we are excited to chat with you. Um, My number one most requested topic to revisit from my listeners and social media followers is how to maximize points and miles with credit cards. So we are looking forward to and waiting for any of the info you can share with us. Yeah, I love points and miles. So it's my passion. It's my job now. So I always tell everyone that if you're not doing this, you should be. Yes, I agree. I tell people, if you're going to spend that money anyways, you might as well be getting free travel from it, right? Right, exactly. So as you mentioned, this is your job now. You are with 10X Travel. I found you guys on your Facebook group, which someone added me to. And you also have the podcast called Takeoff, where you teach people about using points and miles. So which came first? Uh, the website. We're, we're actually a website first. Uh, we have the Facebook group, the podcast is pretty new. So we've been around since 2014 and started as a website with an ebook, started a Facebook group. It's been rolling ever since we've got over 250,000 people in our Facebook group now and a podcast that we just launched earlier this year. So we're in our first season. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thanks. So I think I saw in the Facebook group, so I just got added recently and I'm learning about everything you guys offer. And it's been, the Facebook group is incredibly helpful. Lots of different people answering questions and giving tips. But I also saw that you guys offer a course. Is that right? Yeah, we we offer a free course and it's, I call it like boot camp. It's like all of the information you need to know to get started. Um, we offer it for free. Okay. So that way, you know, we think that this information is something that everyone should have access to. So free course to, to get your feet under you and know what points and miles is all about. Awesome. So when did you start and what got you started with using points and miles for travel? I have to give credit to my wife here. Um, I got started all thanks to her and she makes sure that I tell everyone that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, good job uh, for making sure we know right away. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like, got to get the disclaimer out there that this is all thanks to her. <laughs> I didn't grow up traveling. Um, you know, I went to Disney World once as a kid. We took a cruise once, but not, not really uh, much traveling. But once I graduated college, I kind of got this bug to to go places. And after I got engaged to my now wife, she told me she always dreamed about honeymooning in the Maldives. And my degree is not in geography, so I had no idea where that even was. Um, (laughs) I thought it was in the Caribbean because everyone I knew went to Jamaica or Mexico for their honeymoon. And so Mm -hmm. I figured it had to be be nearby. I looked it up, saw it's south of Sri Lanka, south of India, like feels almost if you dug a hole through the U S like that's where you would end up. And you can't tell I'm six foot five. 
So the idea of starting off my marriage, flying that far, it takes over a day to get there, wasn't happening. And then I just looked it up and saw how expensive it was. It's a very expensive destination. But I had heard about this points and miles thing online just casually. So I said, you know what, why not? Let's like look into this, see if this is real and we can make it happen. And that's what we did. We ended up spending 10 nights in the Maldives. We flew first class there and back all on points. We paid less than $1,000 for our trip. That was how I knew we, we were hooked at that point. That was 2018 and haven't, haven't looked back. So I've been doing it about uh, in total of six-ish years because we got started a little bit before to, mm-hmm. to get get the points built up for the for the trip. That's amazing. I was about to ask you what's the best miles redemption that you've ever done, but that sounds like a pretty stellar one for your first one. Yeah, that that was that was my first big one. Our first one was actually to Hawaii when my wife graduated. We covered our flights and hotels in Hawaii, but our Maldives honeymoon was our inspiration. Probably the best one, but we've actually been back to the Maldives uh, a total of three times now, every single time on on points and miles, every single time in business or first class. You staying at the same hotel or are you trying different places? We trade different places. So our honeymoon, we did the Park Hyatt. Our second trip, we did the St. Regis. And our most recent trip stayed at the Alila, which is uh, owned by Hyatt. It's a pretty new company. Okay. So just to give people an idea, how many points and miles would you need to save up for that kind of redemption and trip? So we'll, we'll just throw out like a week-long trip because it's a long travel time. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it's, it's worth the time. Um, for flights, depending on the class of service, you would need about 80,000 points per person to fly in economy, about 125 to 150,000 for business and... 200,000 or so for first class. For the hotels, it really varies by program. Um, Hyatt, you're looking at 25 to 35,000 points per night. So quick math, I think that's 150 to 200,000. So in total, maybe anywhere from, I would say three to 450,000 points. It can certainly be more if you're looking at other programs, but that's kind of a pretty rough estimate. Okay. We have our 15th wedding anniversary coming up next year and I've been saving up points and I'm at a million chase points now. Oh, my goal. My goal was business to Maldives or Seychelles in a hotel. So hopefully I'm sounds like I'm in good shape to start booking that for next year. Oh, definitely. And I would definitely look at the the Park Hyatt out of the three we've been to. It's our absolute favorite, usually 25 to 30,000 points per night. So I mean, even if you're looking at 10 nights, you're 250 to 300,000 points, you've got plenty left over. Nice. You can splurge for real. I wanted to have a good splurge trip after I saved up yeah. all those points. I was actually, you know, we obviously just had our 14th anniversary and we were doing the math. Like, how many years have we been married? And my husband said, oh, I think this is 14. And I was like, oh, and he was like, oh, no, because he knew what was coming <laughs> next. I was like, that means for our 15th, where should we go? And he was like, oh, my gosh, because <laughs> that's always my question. <laughs> where should we go next? What should we do? And he's like, oh, and I said, let's go somewhere ridiculous. And he was like, what does that even mean anymore at this point? And I was like, I don't know, like the Maldives or the Seychelles. And he was like, of course, of course, that's what you think of. <laughs> I I haven't done the Seychelles yet, but I love the Maldives. I do like to give everyone the fair disclosure, though. If you're the type of person who sitting on the beach doing nothing, being bored, like will drive you nuts, it's not the mm-hmm. right place for you. Right. I'm a huge beach bum. I'm happy to sit there with a book for days on end. I'm also an avid scuba diver, so the Maldives are perfect for me. You know, some people are are 
go, go, go travelers. And I love those trips just as much. But sometimes there are those people who being in one place for too long is not for them. And if so, Mm -hmm. the Maldives may not be the right place for you. That is a good disclaimer. We like to say that's the difference between a vacation and a trip. And we've oh, okay. had to learn in our marriage to qualify what we're going on and what we're doing. Because, yeah. you know, if we're going to Europe, it's probably a trip because I probably have 8 million things for us to do and see and try. But then I can be the opposite extreme. When I go to the beach, I can do literally nothing and be happy about it. So um, my yeah. husband now needs us to set expectations about what exactly he's signing up for and what's about to happen because <laughs> they look and feel very different and he needs to know ahead of time if we're just going to do nothing or are we going to run around and do everything. The, the nice thing for us is um, since this is my work, I get to travel a good bit by myself and my wife is very understanding and accommodating. So when we're traveling together, she says where we go. She says what kind of trip we're going to do because I get to fulfill my travel however I want. And then whatever she wants to do, we do that, which is nice because I do uh, weird stuff sometimes like uh, like went to the northern orkney islands in scotland to go scuba diving oh, she had very little awesome. interest in that uh, so i got to do that and now we're going to paris for christmas and new year's because that's what she wanted to oh, do. oh that's gonna be so fun yeah, i'm not complaining <laughs> no it's not it's not a terrible place to go for sure so when you travel for work what are you doing when you travel for work how are you traveling yeah so i i guess i should clarify like we don't do much travel for work because we're not so much a review site. We don't, we're not looking to go and stay at hotels to review them. We will when we happen mm-hmm. to be traveling. It's more just my job affords me the flexibility. It's, we're fully remote, so okay. I can work anywhere. So mm-hmm. I can decide to work in Australia or Vietnam and do that. Or sometimes taking the time off to actually travel. So it's less about traveling for work and more just having that flexibility with my job. Yeah, just having the opportunity is awesome. We love to hear about different ways that people have made travel part of their lifestyle and made it work for them. So that is super fun. So I know a lot of people, um, sometimes like me, they, they accrue a whole bunch of points and then they're like, what's the best way to use this? And that's the point that they get overwhelmed because they're like, okay, I... I opened the card, I saved up the points, and now there's all these options about transfer it, don't transfer it, do this. So what do you advise is the best way for someone to figure out how to get the best value for their points? I certainly sympathize, and I think that it is one of the biggest challenges in points and miles. It's really easy to earn them. It's a little bit harder to figure out the redemption side. The general guidelines, and there's always going to be exceptions, but generally you're going to get more value when you transfer points to partners. So you mentioned you had a lot of chase points Mm -hmm. for hotels. You can transfer those to Hyatt. You can transfer them to Marriott. You can transfer them to IHG, which most people don't know too much about IHG. They own like Holiday Inn. They own some higher end ones as well, but Holiday Inn's the one that people are like, oh, okay, I know Holiday Mm -hmm. Inn. And there's nuances to the programs as well. You get a lot of value with Hyatt just because of how their program is structured. But even within Marriott, you can still get some really good value as well. Then you've got the airlines. And the airlines are usually the trickiest part because hotels, you transfer to Hyatt, you're booking a Hyatt hotel. Transfer to Marriott, you're booking a Marriott hotel. But with airlines, it can be a little trickier because there's some arbitrage opportunities. So United is part of the Star Alliance, which has Mm -hmm. 20 plus airlines. 
with my luck, it's going to be 19, but <laughs> 20 plus airlines in it. And United points can book any of those airlines. So you can use your United miles to book a flight on Turkish airlines or on ANA, which is a Japan-based airline or Swiss airlines. And that's usually the point where people start getting tripped up is, wait, I'm transferring my points to United to book a flight on Lufthansa. And yeah, right. that's exactly exactly what you're doing. And then as I mentioned, like the arbitrage, United's program might not be the lowest points. It might be Air Canada's. And that's usually where people kind of start to get tripped up. And how I like to, to think about it and like to encourage people about it is usually when you're when you're focused on getting the absolute best value, the difference is fairly minimal. You know, booking the flight on United might be eighty five thousand miles. When on Air Canada, it would be seventy or seventy five thousand. And people might find the flight on United and then be so focused on figuring out the best way to save those miles that by the mm -hmm. time they they spend the research figuring it out. Someone else has booked it and those flights are gone. And as, as long as you're finding it and it's a like good enough for you, I would just encourage people who are new to go ahead and book it and worry about kind of optimizing and maximizing later on as you're learning part of this journey. Mm -hmm. There are some sweet spots that you can really take advantage of where you could get a lot of savings, but they're more niche. They're a little bit harder sometimes. And so... At the end of the day, would you rather take a free trip or not take a free trip, even if it's right. costing you a little bit more in miles? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, it's still a free trip. You still earn the miles and got the trip for free. So, yeah. you know, obviously you want to get the best you can, but getting it is better than not getting it. So that right. makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah. Where would be the best way to find out about the key things you were talking about where it makes a difference? How do you stay up on what's going on with those kinds of things? I tell people that the best way is to just view it as a continuous learning process. You know, uh, okay. within our site, we've got our Facebook group. So, you can ask questions in there and the community will come in to help you. We've got our website as well. And there's there's other websites out there too that have, right. have this knowledge. And I'm still learning new stuff all the time. And that's kind of what I tell people is, you know, I've been doing this for years. I work in this industry and even I'm still learning stuff over time. And so don't stress about not knowing it all right away, but over time you'll learn how to kind of find the information you're looking for. You know, I kind of think of it as a puzzle where when you're starting, you know, you might put the edge pieces and start filling in sections and you don't have it done, but you start mm -hmm. seeing the picture come to life. So when you look at a new piece, you say, oh, this might fit in. I think this is going to go up here in this corner. And even though you're not 100% sure, you're starting to build these connections. And that's that's kind of the best way to do it, um, is to just really be involved with it. It's going to come over time, and it's going to continue, continue evolving. I like when people call it a game, because I think it's just about, you know, if you can see it as a 
a game where you're just getting to the goal and everybody can do it a different way. And they change the rules of the game sometimes. Sometimes you think you have it figured out and they change yeah. the whole rules of the game on that card or those points or whatever you have. So I think that's a good way to think about it is just use the game to get the things that you were trying to get from it, you know, and and be happy with the win that you have. Yeah, exactly. Like I've really reframed my own mindset around it over the past few years because it's natural when you get started to be asking yourself, am I getting the best value here? Is this a really, really good deal that I'm getting? Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's some trips where it really is like the Maldives. It's really easy. If you're flying business or first class, it's really easy to be getting three or four or more cents worth of value for each point that you redeem. But what I see happening is people start chasing that as if that's mm -hmm. the goal, as if the goal is to get the highest value for your points. And that's not why we got started. We didn't get started in this to get the highest value. We started in it to save on travel. And how I've started looking at, at it that I encourage people to that has been really self-empowering is what's the minimum value I want to get for my points. And if there's a trip I want to take and the redemption is above that minimum value, it doesn't matter how high it is. It means that I'm getting the value that I want from my points rather than chasing this never-ending goal of a higher and better <laughs> redemption. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Do you know um, or do you have an opinion on what is the best card or bonus to look for when you're deciding to start this journey? When starting, I typically point people towards the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. Um, it's a great beginner's card for a number of reasons. Chase points are fairly valuable. They're typically pretty easy to redeem. Other programs like American Express and Capital One, they're not harder, but it takes a little bit more of getting some of that knowledge to use them. So like the redeeming aspect of them is easy. The annual fee is reasonable. It's only $95. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of one of the biggest objections people have sometimes are right. paying the annual fees for the card. So starting off with one that kind of reduces that barrier of entry with a low annual fee that are points that are easy to use can help you see the value and the ability for this to work pretty early. And that's kind of the, the key, in my opinion, for new people is getting that first trip. That's when you realize that this is real, this does work. Um, and you really can save on travel just with your everyday expenses that you otherwise normally have. Yeah, definitely. When you get your first trip, I think then you see that those annual fees matter a lot less whenever yeah. you're, you know, you can get the higher value, you see, okay, well, one free trip, and it doesn't matter that I paid 500 annually for this card and the benefits that it gives me. Yeah. And it, you know, it shows the power of flexible points too, with the Sapphire preferred, because it earns Chase's ultimate rewards, which you can redeem directly with Chase and you get 1.25 cents per point. So mm -hmm. that's kind of where that minimum that I talk about comes in. Let's say you get 60,000 points on that card then they're worth at least $750 towards travel. You might yeah. get more by transferring it to partners, but it sets a good entry-level baseline. And $750 can go really far for a lot of trips. Yeah, for sure. That can make you know a free plane ticket to somewhere, even to yeah. Europe sometimes. So not, not a bad redemption. Yeah, for too bad. Sure. Like pre-pandemic pre when you could get flights to Europe for like $200, $250. Oh God, that went I really far. I miss those far. days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to go back to $250 tickets to Europe. Lately, I've been paying I, more for domestic flights than I've been paying for flights to Europe, though. It's been painful. Yeah, it's been like the, the airfare prices have really come up and it's it's kind of been having to reframe my mindset of 
okay, like a thousand fifteen hundred dollars for a ticket to Europe. That's mm -hmm. that's the new normal. It is. Although they have been going down a little bit lately, so I'm hoping we can at least fall somewhere in the middle around this lower trend that I'm seeing because they got really high the last few months. Now I'm seeing them go down a bit. Yeah, I, I think one of the downsides of points and miles is I generally don't pay as much attention to the trends. You know, I'll check it every few months, but I'm usually not looking to, to pay cash for, for airfare anymore. So yeah. Okay, so I was a travel agent for mm -hmm. many years. And one of the questions that my clients often ask me was if I had a way to help them use their points and miles towards their trip or to tell them how to use it or if they could pay me to help them with their points and miles for a trip. Is there a service that you guys offer that is similar that can help people figure out how to best use their miles and points? Yeah, um, it's a good question and something that is pretty commonly asked. Um, we do have a booking service. So what we do is you tell us where you want to go, when you want to go, what points you have. Uh, and we'll help you find the flights. We don't do hotels as much because hotels are a bit easier to figure out with points. Mm -hmm. um, it's really focused on on flights. And with that okay. service, yeah, you just pay us. A round trip booking for two people is $275. And that's only okay. if we can find stuff. If we can't find it, then we don't, we don't charge. We charge a $50 deposit. And if we can't find anything, there's no further charge. Um, it's only if okay. we're successful at finding something that meets what what you wanted and then we guide you through the booking so we send very detailed instructions and that that sounds weird to people sometimes but the reason we do that is to use it as an educational moment to help you learn the why behind it like put those connections together of yes you're mm -hmm. going to transfer your points from chase to united and book this swiss airlines flight through United, helping to just like put right. those connections together through action. That's kind of a more, we will do it for you specifically. I also encourage people, we have our Facebook group. If you're looking for some direction, a lot of the community will happily jump in and help guide you through that process. They won't do it for you, but mm -hmm. if you're wanting to be a little bit more of a self-starter, then it's a good place as well to get some direction from, from the greater community. That's awesome. I think that is brilliant that you guys offer the service because I definitely think that a lot of times for me and the people I encounter that use points and miles are people who don't have time to figure it out even though they have the ability or they have the means with the points and everything so um, some people it's just worth it to them to get a little assistance and say just tell me what to do and so I think that's awesome that you guys offer that I think yeah, I think my listeners will be happy to hear it because I have never heard of anybody else doing it but I've heard so many people wishing for it so yeah, and we we you know we get a number of people too who come back who tell us, I know how to do this myself, but it's just mm -hmm. saving me the time where you just tell me right. what you found, and it's a time saving for people who even know how to do it. Either way, whether you know mm -hmm. or you're wanting the help of someone who's helping hundreds of people every year, we're there mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, I think it's also um, sometimes just the security of someone reaffirming that's part of the thing where you get inundated with so much information about what's a good value and what's not a good value that sometimes it's really nice to have someone tell you this is a good redemption. You know, exactly. even if you could have found it, the backup of someone saying you've been saving this up for a year, you just want someone to tell you this is a good deal. You're getting a good situation here. So go ahead and take this one as opposed to just overthinking it forever. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a good second check when you're learning as well, because 
you might not know how to search for everything. So it's a good way to get a second set of eyes on your trip. If you've tried it yourself and you weren't able to find any flights, it's pretty low risk mm-hmm. to say, you know what, let me hire this service. Worst case, I'm out the $50 for them to tell me that like there really was nothing or best case, mm-hmm. they they do find something because just having more experience in the space, we know other ways to to search. Like, because sometimes some airlines don't show everything, and you have to look in different places that are not intuitive at all. And mm-hmm. those those Definitely. little pieces can be the harder ones to put together sometimes. So, if someone wants to take advantage of that service, how do they find it and book it with you? Yeah, they can just go to our site, 10xtravel.com. They'll see a tab at the top for award booking service. And you just click that. There's an intake form where they fill out all of their information. It gets sent straight to our booking team. And typically we ask one to two business days for, for a response. Most of the time, you know, if it's a like Monday through Wednesday, most of the time you'll hear within 24 hours. If it's a Friday, you know, people take their weekends. So give us until, you know, Monday or Tuesday at the latest. But yeah, we, we try to try to get to people pretty, pretty quickly. We've also got our Facebook group. It's 10X Travel Insiders. Um, over 250,000 people there talking points and miles and travel day in, day out. And we've got our podcast takeoff. A points and Miles podcast by 10X Travel that you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. We're probably there. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Travis. And if you want to follow along on the Flip Flop Experience podcast on Facebook or all of our adventures on Flip Flops and Adventures on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, we'd love to have you and let us know if you have any more questions or anything you want to learn about points and miles for travel and happy adventuring.